You're listening to Spoken Bride, a podcast for Catholic brides and newlyweds chasing authentic love and divine romance. I'm your host, Andy Compton. Hey there, I'm Andy, and thank you so much for joining me today on Spoken Bride. On today's episode, I'd like to talk about the five phases of wedding planning as part of a series from the blog called I Do's and Don'ts, Wedding Education for the Modern Bride and Groom. I like to divide up wedding planning a little bit differently than most of the planners out there. What I've noticed is that they tend to be for a 12-month engagement. That is most certainly not the case for most couples. I have seen engagements as short as six weeks, and I've seen them as long as two or three years. Every couple is different, has their own story, has their own vocation, and you need to do what God's calling you to do. And so my way of breaking up wedding planning is just into different chunks that can be scaled for however long your engagement is. My goal today is to give you an overview of how I look at weddings and really any event that I plan, and then in future episodes to dive deep into each one of the five sections. The first phase is all about planning and pretty much starts the second you become engaged. For some people, a little bit before. That's fine too. This phase is all about setting expectations, building a solid foundation so that the decisions will become easier the further along you go. So the first step is setting your expectations, having a really honest chat with your fiance and each one of your families as to what they expect from a wedding. This can actually be a surprise even if you know each other really well because our families just do things differently and it's what we're used to. It's like, we don't even we don't even think that, oh, weddings can be only 20 people or, oh, why would you have 300 people at your wedding? That's, that's too many people. But really each family just has their own culture. And this whole thing about a wedding is we're joining two families together, right? And it's really important as well, not just to talk with your fiance, but each one of your families, especially since families tend to contribute to the weddings. Although, yes, it's definitely more common that that couples are paying for a good chunk of it. Oftentimes, those who are contributing would like a say in how the money is spent or in being able to invite who they'd like. And it's good to have honest, frank conversations with those that we love about this. In charity, of course, always assuming the best intentions of the other person. Next is setting a budget. Once you've had these honest discussions, it's time to start putting numbers down and I know it can be really tacky talking with those we love about money. It's, it's awkward. It is. I, can, I feel squeamish right now just talking about it. But setting down numbers of what you want to spend is extremely important. It's about honesty. Writing down how much you plan to contribute, how much your fiance plans to contribute, how much his parents and family plan to contribute, and how much your parents and family are going to contribute. It's important to give you guys a solid number to work out your budget. And next is creating a guest list. Again, involving all of these parties, coming up with a reasonable guest list. Who do you want to be there celebrating? Next, I'd like to also suggest figuring out key players such as bridesmaids and groomsmen. You don't have to go as far as as lectors and everything like that, but just having an idea. Okay, we're gonna each pick three people or we're gonna pick 10 people. The goal is just to create a solid basic vision of what you expect. 
of what you envision your wedding to be. And you can have fun and create a Pinterest board or just do it on paper, taking images or ideas of, okay, I want, I, I imagine my, my reception to be in a backyard with market lights and we're outdoors and it's really relaxed or the taco truck versus I really desire a quiet, intimate reception, a quiet small chapel. Like there's just so much, parties can really go anyway. And, and it's good to talk about our expectations and what we're hoping for. Having that vision in place is really important before you start approaching vendors. It just, as a vendor, when people come to you with no idea what you want, it can take a lot of time to help them narrow down what not only what they want, but what they can afford as well. Phase two is the booking phase. So once you have a solid vision and a plan in place, you get to start researching and looking for and booking all the major players, your church, the venue, the wedding coordinator, photographer, videographer, dress, florist, stationery, and so on and so forth. And this is the part where you're going to spend the most money because you're purchasing big ticket items and you're putting deposits down to all of your vendors. Phase three is details. This is the time when you get to work on all your Pinterest projects and you get to focus on all the small little details, spending time selecting the readings, the wedding music, just figuring out your whole mass, who's going to be doing what. Hire that calligrapher. Start crafting 150 mini rosaries for your guests. Accessorize yourself and your maids. Register for gifts. Lots of little details. Phase four is the month of the wedding. At this point, it's time to stop doing projects and putting final details together. It's a rough time to start, start adding on DIY projects. This, this should be the time when they're wrapping up. Of course, seating charts and place cards and anything perishable, like if you're making cookies or you're ordering cookies, those kind of things, understandably, they have to be done later. If you hire a coordinator for the month of, even though they call themselves day of coordinators, bear in mind, it's really more month of coordination because nobody can just walk in on the day of, be handed a timeline and be expected to, to know your wedding inside and out. This is the time where you're putting all your vendor information together, your contracts, creating a timeline. You'll also be picking up all of your decor items from the ceremony and reception, finalizing honeymoon plans, packing for your trip. And it's a really important time to stay on top of your budget because you're gonna be taking care of all the final vendor payments and gratuities and being prepared for last minute expenses because they happen. Phase five is after the wedding. So after the whirlwind of the wedding day and the honeymoon, it's time to settle into your marriage and savor newlywed life. They're really just, there's nothing like it. It's just a time that you can't, you can't repeat anymore. But there's still like a couple of big tasks. The two, the two biggest ones are thanking your guests and changing your name if you'd like to do so. It's also the time for storing, selling, or passing on any wedding related items something to consider while you're buying them. So anyways, this is my this is my framework. These five phases of planning, booking, details, month of the wedding and after the wedding are just a way to group all the to-dos that make up a wedding checklist. 
So in the coming months on this podcast, I'm looking forward to delving deeper with you into all the different decisions that go into these five phases. If you're feeling overwhelmed, don't even worry. The best part about wedding planning is you don't have to make all the decisions in a day. We've got plenty of free printables up on our website, SpokenBride.com. Just search I Do's and Don'ts, Wedding Education for the Modern Bride and Groom. And keep an eye out in our shop for even more printables coming. We have been working really hard behind the scenes to make wedding planning easier for you. We want to help keep Christ at the center of wedding planning at all times. We're trying to come up with lots of ways to serve you. I'm so grateful that you are here with me today. And I'd like to end in a prayer. Will you join me? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask you to bless our weddings and our marriages. Help us to keep you at the center of our lives. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. If you like what you heard on today's podcast, share it with a friend and visit us on Instagram at Spoken Bride 